Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Looking for your next great hire? CareerBuilder is the fastest growing job site in the U.S. with over 140 million candidate profiles and growing. Plus, candidates on CareerBuilder have skills for the most in-demand occupations. Let us help you rebuild and rehire a strong, more diverse workforce fast. Career Builder, we're building for you. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit. Hey, you guys. Happy Friday and welcome back to the Caffeinated Artist Podcast. I'm Sabrina Canoon, and on this podcast, we talk about everything art and creativity. We talk about life and just learning how to make it as a 20-something in the creative and real world because... Let's be honest, it's it's really hard out there, especially for those of us who really aren't having the best time either mentally or emotionally or just with the job market in COVID times. So this is just an outlet for all of us to kind of do life together. And honestly, I'm so appreciative of those of you who have been listening because this has just been a great way for me to get my thoughts out each week and it's a way for me to talk about something that I like. And it's honestly really refreshing because I love reporting, I love writing, I never get bored, but this is just kind of something I do for myself, and I'm not doing it for a grade or anything like that, I'm doing it because I genuinely want to take my time out of my day to record stuff and talk to you guys and just let you know where I stand on all things creative and on being a college senior who is very very exhausted all the time and has a crippling caffeine addiction so i'm really appreciative to appreciative did i just say appreciative no i meant i'm appreciative guys i'm gonna leave that in here i'm not even gonna edit that out that was funny um but yeah no i'm really appreciative to those of you who have stuck around because this is episode four now i think and despite the fact that I ramble on for 30 minutes about god knows what half the time, you guys seem to enjoy hanging out with me and talking to me every week, so I'm super happy that I get to do this with you guys. Also, I know technically you guys aren't talking to me every week, I'm just kind of talking to you or at you, but I would really love to talk to you guys at some point. I would love to have somebody come on the podcast if they really, really want to. And I think I talked about last episode, maybe starting a Google form or answering Instagram DMs and seeing who would like to come on and talk about anything creative with me. I would really, really love that. So I'm hoping that that's something that gets done in the near future, but I guess we'll see. Anyway, yeah, I can't believe that this is episode four. We've come a long way. I don't think I'm half as nervous to be sitting in front of this microphone as I was the first time. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but in the first episode, I was like shaking. I didn't know how to talk to people or I guess have people listen to me talk because I don't know. I feel like there's this 
writer's stereotype of like writers are the quiet people who don't talk very much in front of crowds and that may be true i know se hinton the author of the outsiders has a lot of trouble public speaking or at least she doesn't like it she'll do it but she's not a fan and that's kind of where i'm at i really don't enjoy public speaking and to me at first this felt like a form of public speaking and now i'm realizing it's not and i'm just talking into a microphone every week and i'm in the room by myself majority of the time just recording so it's not really like anyone in my apartment can hear me either and even if they can they know i do this so it's not a big deal they're not going to be like hey why are you talking to yourself it's this is just something that i do for fun and i'm not nervous anymore and i think it's important to realize that you you shouldn't be nervous when you're doing things that you love and actually that kind of gives me an idea how would you guys feel about next episode me talking about performance anxiety because I've been talking an awful lot about writing just because that's what's the most personal to me and I've talked some about filmmaking and like ways that you can be creative as a film major or a filmmaker or whatever but I don't think I've touched an awful lot on other forms of art like I think I mentioned this in the first episode I played violin for almost 10 years. I was part of my school orchestra. I love music. I also did stage crew for a lot of my high school career. I did pit orchestra too, so I'm a big fan of music. And honestly, I used to get nervous going up in front of people all the time, like just walking on stage, even though I never had any solos. I would just get nervous walking up on the stage because I knew people would be looking at me. So I've struggled with a lot of performance anxiety. So I think that that would be really helpful to address, especially for those of you that are musicians or are performers or actors because it's a very real thing to deal with and it's totally normal and I think that everyone needs to know that they're not alone so if you guys are interested dm me on twitter instagram whatever and we can talk about handles and stuff at the end of the episode if you would want to hear something like that for Sunday's episode but today I kind of want to address with you guys going off of my last episode where we talked about how to find and settle into your creative space and how to get inspired. I want to talk additionally about how to optimize certain spaces for creativity because you may have one space that gets you inspired, but there may just be things that you need to do to make it more personal to you so that you can get your best work done there. Like I mentioned in the last episode to you guys, I love, absolutely love going to coffee shops to work because that's where I get my the most work done. I love the ambiance of coffee shops. I love being able to have a fresh hot cup of coffee. I love the smell of espresso. I, I just love sitting there. But sometimes there are days where I'm just not feeling it, like my brain can't take the noise or whatever it is and I just don't want to be there. So I do have backup spots that I go to that I know I can study in. And it's really important to find that space where you feel comfortable and you can get your work done. I'm going to kind of reiterate this from last week too. You just need to be happy with the work that you're putting out. And it's a lot easier for you to do that when you're comfortable in the space that you sit in. So it may not even have to be a coffee shop. It could honestly be the comfort of your own home. Just because that doesn't work for me doesn't mean it won't work for you. But if you're going to write at home, you have to section off things that are going to distract you. Like, 
absolutely do not put your laptop, your sketch pad, your camera, whatever it is, do not put that in front of your TV. Or do not put that in the same room as your TV, I should say. Even if your desk is facing the wall and your TV is behind where your back would be, that's still not a good idea because if you know that the TV is in the room with the couch and then the fridge is two steps away, then you're going to be like, oh, I can take a break and watch TV or I'm not going to do this now. I'll do it in 10 minutes and then you've watched 10 episodes of Grey's Anatomy and you're not going to get any work done that day because you sat down and pegged out on your couch and watched Netflix for eight hours at a time. So it really helps to be doing your creative activities in a space that's away from a distraction like a TV. Like if you are older and you have a house and you're able to have an office, by all means, go and sit in your office and maybe put your desk by a window so you have some sunlight and get your coffee, wrap yourself up in a blanket or something and just start doing what you need to do. Even if it's for 10 minutes a day, just doing it in that consolidated space can put you on such a good path because you've kickstarted your brain creatively. So that means that the entire day your brain will be thinking about that project in some respect and thinking, how can I better this? I know I talked about in last episode having a journal. You may be spending the rest of your day, even if you're not actively working on your project, randomly jotting things down in that journal to make sure that any random idea you have pertaining to your project gets marked down. So obviously not all of us are fortunate enough to have a house right now. I know I do not and I live in an apartment and I do have a TV but obviously I have my desk in my room so that's not as big of an issue. For those of us who do live in an apartment especially with roommates, the best thing I can tell you to do is Buy some earplugs and make sure your room is always clean. And I'm pretty fortunate because my current roommates are not that loud, but my former roommates, my junior year, God help me if I wanted to get any work done. I just could not because there was always screaming, there was always laughing, and Some of you who are out of college know how college roommates are. Not all of them are gracious to the fact that you need your sleep or you need your time to do your thing. So it was really hard for me to get creative last year. This year, I don't have as much of a problem if I were to get things done in my house. But obviously, like, even if you have a good relationship with your roommates, you still don't want people talking necessarily while you're doing your thing. So the best thing I can tell you to do is to get a pair of earplugs because it's a good way to lock out noise. If you work better with music on, put your music on just loud enough that you don't hear them, but loud enough that you can still think about what you're doing. Music or even podcasts are really motivational. Hell, listen to my podcast while you work. Maybe it'll motivate you a little or maybe you'll just get sick of my voice and you'll have to work in silence. Um, I personally have been putting in the gals on the go podcast while I work lately because I don't know it's just really soothing especially because I didn't know the podcast existed before those of you who did know about this podcast I'm jealous of you because I really could have used it especially my sophomore year of college when I was finally getting into the swing of things and just needed to know like 
where to go with my life and how to time manage a little better. I wish I knew about it then, but now that I'm listening to it now, I'm still starting at the beginning. And at the time of the start of the podcast, one of the hosts was a senior in college. So it's been really helpful for me to listen to what she has going on and listen to her be in kind of the same boat I'm in right now. So that's been really motivational in helping me to get my work done. Maybe not when I'm creative so much because, I don't know, their podcast is a little more business-y, to me at least, because I feel like that's the time where I'm like, okay, I gotta buckle down and get my schoolwork done. And like, I'm motivated to get creative, but I don't know if I can absorb everything they're telling me while I'm being creative so I don't listen to it while I'm writing for myself or doing this. Obviously, I'm not listening to it doing this because <laughs> I I don't think I could concentrate on their words and my own. But yeah, usually podcasts are a good way to tune out noise, but even more so in order to get work done in your apartment or your house, I know I said I live in a house, but I don't live in a house. Again, I live in an apartment. I don't know why that occurred to me while I was talking just now, and I just thought I'd clear that up because I know sometimes I get confused, but I use the words interchangeably. It is an apartment, though. Anyway, back on topic. Um, no, I think that it's really hard to get work done in a room that isn't clean. And this is coming from someone who constantly lets her room get cluttered. Like, if you guys saw my desk right now, you would probably cry for me. And it's not even on purpose. I just, you know, throughout the week, I get a little more disheveled, especially, like, when I'm dealing with a rough day or whatever. Or if I get sad, I just kind of let things go to hell. And then my room becomes a mess, and then I want to cry. And half of the time, my room isn't even that big of a mess. It's just the desk, so I have to clean it off in order to feel like I can get any work done and essentially just clean the rest of my room too, just if there's anything on the floor or anything, I need to have it off because if not, while I'm sitting there trying to work, I'm thinking, oh god, I feel claustrophobic because there's not really any space on my desk and whatnot, and so I've found that this is going to sound really cheesy and really spiritual, but... I've found that a clean space makes for a clear mind because you don't have as many distractions in a clean space. So if you're struggling to get creative in your room and you don't really have anywhere else to go in your home, clean. And that makes for the rest of your house too. If you're trying to work like out in your living room or something, clean. If your safe space is the kitchen, clean. (laughs) Because until the things behind you are clean, you're going to be stressed and you're not going to be able to put your best foot forward creatively. So I think that cleaning up after yourself or just cleaning up to make your space more free really, really helps. So I think that that's like the best way to cleanse your space. Honestly, that's the one way I can get work done in here is if my room is entirely clean, which probably explains why I'm talking to you guys right now and not working on my homework that I should work on, even though it's not due till next week. I always complain about getting behind and... um. Yet, here I am sitting and recording a podcast, but I'll be fine. I'll crank it out this weekend. I'm planning on going to my favorite coffee shop tomorrow to spend the entire day working. So that's going to be fun. And I guess we'll see how that goes because I really need to get some notes done. But anyway, back on track. So that's kind of how you would clear up your space and 
find where you're comfortable creating in your own home. Now, if it's a place that's outside of your home, like if you're like me and you want to go to a coffee shop to do your work and get inspired, by all means do that, but make sure you find the right coffee shop for you. Like, I know that every place just has coffee, like it's still a coffee shop, but it really depends on the way your environment around you makes you feel. Because I love Starbucks. Anyone who knows me and is listening to this, you know I love Starbucks. I go to Starbucks every day, thanks to the dining dollars, of course, because I don't have that kind of money. But everyone here knows I love Starbucks. But there are some Starbucks where I don't feel comfortable working, and then there are some Starbucks where I do. Like, I love ASU. But the Starbucks at our union is a little too cramped for me. I do like ambiance, but pre-pandemic especially, it was always overflowing with people. It was one of the busiest Starbucks there was, and it always just made me claustrophobic, and I could never work at that specific Starbucks. And I actually attend classes on two different campuses. So on our downtown Phoenix campus, we're actually home to one of the busiest Starbuckses in Phoenix. I think it is actually classified as the busiest, but despite them serving a lot of people, the t- the tone, I guess, I don't know if that's what you would call it, but I feel like the tone of it is a lot more subtle. I was trying to find a word there, but subtle, I think, is the best way to describe it. There may be noise, but it's always in and out very quickly because a lot of the tables get filled up very fast and the people that are at those tables are the ones that are sitting and being quiet. So it was just a Starbucks like that where I felt like I could get the most work done because it was small and it was intimate and there wasn't a lot of noise around me. On the flip side of that, there is a Starbucks on Tempe campus that is very open air and is somewhere I love to go and sit. That's the place that I told you guys I finished my screenplay at is because it's attached to an apartment complex and it's very open and airy and not a lot of people go there unless they live at that apartment complex which I do not but you can still like go in but I think I'm one of the only people who's not a resident that does go and sit there so that's somewhere I really like to go here obviously now Starbucks a lot of them aren't having the option for indoor dining so I have found another coffee shop close to me that I like to go and sit at. I can't remember if I mentioned it in the first episode. I feel like I did, but if it's, if I did, just, you know, DM me and tell me that you noticed. But Infusion Coffee Tea in Tempe is one of the best places I've ever been because the ambiance is so good and so is their coffee. Like, it's delicious I'm a big fan of chai lattes, and I believe that every place makes them a little differently. And that's honestly one of my favorites. But Starbucks has my heart, and even more than that, Dutch Bros, if you live out here in Arizona, or I think they have a couple in California, and in Oregon too, if you guys know what Dutch Bros is, Dutch Bros chai latte has my heart and soul. But obviously Dutch Bros doesn't have an indoor seating area, so that's not on this list. Anyway, that being said... You have to find the right coffee shop for you. Like I was saying, like not every Starbucks is compatible with me. Not every Starbucks or wherever you like to get your coffee may be compatible as a study space or a creative workspace for you. You have to find somewhere that makes you comfortable. 
Me, on the days when I don't want to be in a Starbucks, I go to one of our libraries and it is the more quiet one and that's kind of the only place I can do work. And it kind of flip-flops on which one I feel like I can handle and which one I can't. So it really just depends on preference. So you need to find more than more than one place that makes you feel comfortable and you have to ultimately go there if you want to be creative but you don't want to be trapped at home which this is also a really good thing to do in quarantine too even though I don't even know if we'd still call this quarantine I know people are going out a little bit more but like still being safe it's not technically quarantine time anymore but because things are still limited this also may be a good thing to do to just accumulate the places where you feel comfortable going because you've been stuck inside for so long that's another thing it can't really be helpful that a lot of us have had to get creative inside of our homes and I feel like this whole thing has just made it really hard to stay focused in those spaces because we're so sick of them. That's also another thing I want to talk about maybe that'll be like next week's episode or maybe I'll release it a little early just to go along with all of these but again let me know which one you want to hear about. But yeah I think it's super important to find a place that you vibe with because Truly, you can't get good work done. You can't be proud of yourself if you feel uncomfortable in an environment. It's just not feasible to try and write your best-selling novel in a place that gives you anxiety. Unless, you know, you're writing a bunch of poems about anxiety or whatever and you need to feed off of it in order to write. I know I'm like that. I am mainly an author of fiction. I love writing longer stories but when I do write poetry I have to be feeling that particular emotion in order to write the poem like I can't write a sad poem if I'm not feeling upset it's very hard for me to channel those emotions so if you need to be in a place that makes you feel that emotion by all means go somewhere that makes you uncomfortable but for the most part just find the places that make you feel at peace with yourself and try creating there. It really is going to make a visible difference in your work too. Like you may not notice it at first. You may just feel like, oh, it's nice here. I feel like I'm more productive here, which is true. But if you look back on the pieces that you write in the places that make you uncomfortable versus the places that like make you feel safe and at home, the quality is completely different. I remember, for example, I was in a creative writing workshop my freshman, no, no, not my freshman year, sorry, all the years are blurring together, I think it was the second semester of my sophomore year, and I had a story due that I had no idea I had to turn in the next day, and it was probably supposed to be five pages long, so I sat down in the library where I was at the time just to hang out with a friend, And I wrote it all, and I think it's some of the worst writing I've ever done. Whereas the story I was turning in for a portfolio, I sat in one of those Starbucks that I was telling you about. I think it was the bigger, more spacious one, and just wrote 30 pages of story. And if I read that story versus the one I turned in for class, the the, the difference is that I think the writing on the the 25-30 page story that I did for the portfolio was a thousand times better than those five pages because because I was so comfortable I felt comfortable going into the heads of my characters and what I thought they would want 
versus like writing a surface level piece of crap just to get it get the work done and that's just it's super important to always be putting your best foot forward because I've said this a thousand times before you never know who's looking at your work you truly have no idea like I keep sitting here and talking with gals on the go for all I know the hosts are sitting and listening to this right now listening to me talk about how much I love them and if that happens please please let me know but I don't think that's happening just an example you just never know who's looking at your work you know so you always want to be putting your best foot forward or you never know who's going to walk up behind you in that coffee shop I should say because not everyone is creating and then immediately putting it out into the world a lot of people are just creating on their computer you never know who's going to walk up to you in a coffee shop and I keep imagining New York City here so just bear with me just imagine you're in like a New York coffee shop working on a graphic design or writing a book and someone is behind you and they catch a few words or a few like or a picture over your shoulder and they say holy shit that's amazing and then they tap you on the shoulder and they go hey I see that you're really good at this thing so here's my card get in touch with me you never know when that's going to happen to you so my thing is is you should always be be in somewhere you're comfortable and be in somewhere that's going to make you put that best foot forward because you truly do never know but that's kind of my little spiel on that i really wouldn't know what else to say honestly i think the biggest one is the clean room it's not that i don't know what else to say it's that that's always how it's been for me if i do need to work in this place clean or just even if it's something about the coffee shop or wherever it is if you need to cleanse it somehow like wipe it down especially now that it's covid like if you need to do that in order to make it feel like your place or if you need a specific table let's say in that coffee shop you do that and you take that table and you make sure you get there early enough to take it every time because that's the place that you're going to do the best work but yeah that's my spiel for the week and I hope that was helpful to some of you at least because I feel like it was probably helpful but also what do I know because I've been sitting here rambling for the last 25 minutes and maybe I just like the sound of my own voice but honestly I don't think that's the case because I hate the sound of my own voice so I hope you guys like it I don't know but yeah I think next week like I said we're gonna talk a lot more about that performance anxiety aspect as well as I don't remember what the other thing oh yeah COVID. COVID. I want to talk a lot about how COVID's kind of impacting my creativity as a person and like hopefully get some questions from you guys on how it's impacting you because I really do want to know how everyone's doing and if you're struggling or not with not only like creative wise but with your life because no matter who you are listening to this, whether you're my family, who is probably still the only people that listen to this, or someone a million miles from me, I, I want to know how you're doing and how you're managing to create under these circumstances because the block is real because we can't really do much about it right now. So I really do want to know. So if anyone wants to shoot me a DM on my Instagram at Sabrina Canown. So it's S-A-B-R-I-N-A-K-E-N-O-U-N. Feel free to do so or DM 
at the caffeinated artist podcast on instagram or dm me on twitter at the sabrina kino k-e-n-o and i know i've pronounced my last name three different times but that's because there's the proper pronunciation that i use at the beginning and then the other two that people have used my whole life in school so i'm very used to using them interchangeably because i just don't care if people get it right or not so it doesn't matter to me so i'm probably going to use those interchangeably as well so i hope you guys don't get confused but yeah those are my twitter handles i think i might come up with a google form or something or i'll do a poll on my instagram which i hope everyone really does start following because i need you guys and also i'm going to put better content on that instagram i haven't used illustrator in a little while so i'm trying to get back into that and make some graphics to put up so hopefully once I get that going we'll get some polls going and see where everybody's at with what they want to hear next week but I am hoping to release the next episode in this little podcast palooza on Sunday I'm probably going to record another episode right after this or maybe I'll just do it on Saturday night and put it out for you guys on Sunday and then We'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Although, I don't really like the way that I've been posting. I don't know if I like posting every Friday. I feel like I should be posting earlier in the week. But I have also mentioned this before. I'm a listener of a few other podcasts that post on Wednesdays or that post a couple times a week. So I I know it's not a big deal, but I kind of don't want to overlap with those days so I'm just trying to figure out my own schedule which will probably end up overlapping but I don't know I just felt weird about in the beginning so we're still trying to nail down an exact schedule but you will get an episode once a week and the audio quality from here on out should remain pretty steady but yeah that is my little update on the technical issues of this podcast for the week As always, though, stay safe, you guys. I love you, and I'm so incredibly grateful that you guys are letting me do this and talk to you every week and just be here for you and hopefully share some wisdom. I don't even know if I have wisdom, but hopefully I'm sharing some sort of wisdom with you, even if it's what not to do. That's awesome. So, again, I love you guys. Be safe, and I hope you have a great Friday and... If you don't tune in until Monday, have a great rest of your weekend. See ya. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save. Betterhelp.com save. Got it. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared.